1: On today's show, the guys welcome Jennifer Larson, the co-founder and CEO of Hive Digital Minds, the creators of School Buzz. There's an East Initiative update, some banter between the guys, and more up next on EduTech Guys. Yeah. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to Edutech, Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening to the show this week. We've got a really cool guest
0: today. Really cool guest. if you want to be really cool, jump out to the web and go to Google, type in Edutech, Guys, and you're going to find us. You can also find us on social media or just go to our website, www.edutechguys.com. Don't forget to leave us a comment at the bottom. Tell us how lovely lovely we are and how well we look. <laughs> yes, yeah while you're listening. I need I need it
1: badly. He needs his daily affirmation.
0: Yep. You know, hey, we, you, we've been talking last show, social media. We talk about a lot of social media. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think maybe because we know that that is the communication venue of current times in the future. I mean, you know, that is what everyone uses for communication sure. is social media. You yeah. know, So um, this week we have someone on the show, too, Jennifer Larson with uh, School Buzz. So uh, <laughs> like I said, that <laughs> yes. It's, it's, so if you're looking them up, it's at S-C-H-O-O-L-B-Z-Z. So School Buzz. Bzz, buzz. B-Z-Z. BZZ. Sounds like a, a like an old school 80s like radio it. station. I kind of like doing it here to get my headphones. Bzz, bzz. <laughs> school buzz. School buzz. W B Z Z. School buzz. School buzz. <laughs> We've lost our minds we on the have show. Today. No idea what's happening, but you know, it's, you know why we lost our minds is because school's about to start up again. Oh, it is! Yay! We, it, felt like, it felt like it just ended a week ago, and I'm, we're, we're right back. Yeah, we're already making
1: preparations for everybody to be coming back and, and storming the halls, yeah. and the
0: students too. I'm, I'm excited. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I was trying to chew through my wrist, but <laughs> I'm excited. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's going to be great. I think what is this? This, but you know, I've I've been doing it a long time. Uh, this is my 117th year. In, it is uh, in, in the school system. I, I topped out a uh, hundred and two years ago. <laughs> 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 no, it's going to be a great show today, and uh, we got an East Initiative. And I yeah. noticed, I, I noticed on the old social media that uh, the East and the East Initiative is doing their training. They're doing their teacher summit right yep. now, getting their new teachers ready for this year. So I'm sure we'll hear a little bit about that. And They turned out an extra episode early because they were going to be gone to their summit handling their business. Yeah. Talk about, you know,
1: being uh, ahead of the curve, you know, jumping out there, getting things done early. That's that's like not us at all. (laughs) No, No, In fact, we're we're recording this after you're listening.
0: Yeah. This is is already... We had to go back in time.
1: (laughs) That's right. If you've seen Spaceballs and they're like, when will then be now? We're the opposite of that.
0: (laughs) Uh, So anyway... (laughs) <laughs> Great show today. We hope you enjoy it. I tell you what, we're going to take a listen to one of our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with uh, Jennifer Larson and uh, School Buzz. Bzz.
1: You know, I've been in education for more than 20 years and I've seen the challenges that some students have to face every day. I mean, whether it's going to school hungry or not being able to see the doctor when they're sick. I mean, All these challenges make it hard for kids to focus on learning.
0: Thankfully, Concordia University in Portland is leading the way with their 3 to PhD program that helps to combat student fears, freeing them to pursue their highest dreams revolutionizing education by creating a holistic model that provides groceries, healthcare, and even clothing to students right there on campus, helping them to thrive and helping our community to strengthen and grow. Yeah, Concordia's
1: College of Education offers online and on-campus programs where students have the opportunity to learn about a more compassionate approach to education and to see how nurturing the whole student can lead to amazing things.
0: Hey, to learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cuportland.edu forward slash let's conquer. Hashtag nurture, educate, grow. Hey, welcome back to the Edutech, guys. We're real excited to have our next guest on the show, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us who she is and all that kind of good stuff, so here we go.
2: Hi there, everyone. My name is Jennifer Larson. I am a co-founder and the CEO of Hive Digital Minds, and we are the creators of School Buzz. Um, and what we're all about is parent communications and parent engagement, and, and School Buzz is really a product that's focused on on trying to engage parents in a way that, that we can ensure that all students have the, the support that they need outside the classroom. Um, so kind of where this came from is it started as a personal frustration for me. I was, I have four kiddos, um, and we were just getting inundated with messages in and, and all different types of mediums. And um, so really just started to focus in on was there a way that we could streamline this and been working with parents um, for a number of years. I actually have been in the K-12 space for about 15 years now. I was originally a founder of two charter schools out here in Colorado. Um, And that led to a lot of consulting with uh, school leaders and district leaders on their parent communication and, and uh, parent engagement strategies. So been working with school leaders for a long time. I spent 10 years in the software industry before I even got into education. So uh, really what we've done now is kind of merge those two together and see see if we can find ways to use technology um, to help schools kind of build connections with their parents and their families so that um, parents are really getting the support that they need as well.
0: You know, that's, that's exactly right. And what's really interesting about communications in schools, well, and technology in general, is that technology has um, has jumped so fast so quickly <laughs> that we've gotten away from needing 72 logins to get where you need to get to. <laughs> and yeah. you know how parents are. Um, they've already got enough to deal with, except uh, instead of having to log into five other sites just to get five other different pieces of information that should be coming in in one place. And it sounds like you probably ran into that same problem and realized, OK, I've got to fix this somehow
2: that's exactly it, and we actually see it on both sides. you know I' have sat through this process when we've we sat down and did a few years of pilot programs with schools is you know on one side I've sat down with teachers and I'll see them pull up kind of their 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 browser on their computer and they have you know twenty twenty five tabs open of not just kind of course-related materials, but then kind of the website where they're pushing information out or emails they've started, or they might have messaging apps that they're using. And and the teachers themselves we see are, are posting information in multiple spots. So trying to streamline on their end. Um, and then that's reflected back to the, to the families because, you know, it's interesting, but as we kind of really hone in on this, this concept of personalized learning for students, the the students themselves have a whole network of educators that are supporting them at the school. And a lot of them have information to share with parents. So from the parents perspective, you know, just with one child, you have multiple points, um, multiple people that you want to be connected with to kind of know what's happening. Um, and then, even on a on a bigger scale, there's there's just kind of the school updates themselves, as far as you know what's happening with the PTO, um, what's happening perhaps with teams or clubs or, or all the other information that maybe isn't academic specific, but kind of still still impacts your school culture and, and and what's happening at your school. So it's just you know, yeah, the the bottom line is trying to simplify all that because we see both sides really doing their best to try to keep up with it, but it's it's gotten really overwhelming the last couple of years.
0: It definitely has. So. Let's let's see if we can let's, let's if we can use audio to convey exactly what <laughs> what the what school bus does. Um, so. That's a really great one. So uh, let's talk about the school side because we have a lot, of, a lot of educators that listen to our show. So let's talk about what mm-hmm. it brings to not just the leadership, but to PTO and the PTA and the teachers. Um, is there a right. it, it, let's let's kind of go through the workflow of how that works for let's say the K twelve industry itself for the school and the the leaders and the teachers? Yeah. So if
2: you if you think about the the workflow, if so we have we have kind of two products that we can sell today school school buzz itself I mean, and the on the bigger picture, it's really trying to allow the school staff and the teachers to use the minimum number of tools that they need to use to get information out. Um, so we recently partnered with Schoology hmm. and our partnership with them, the focus is on letting the educators continue to use Schoology to push all their information so they're, they're constantly posting updates and assignments that have to do with what's happening day to day. Our goal in that, in our partnership with them, is to then pull that information out of Schoology without the teachers having to use yet another program to communicate and share information with families. So we're trying to simplify on both sides. Um, for schools that don't use Schoology, then they can, they can um, implement our Schoolbug platform, and then that's, that's a way for teachers and the PTO and the club leaders to all publish information to parents. Um, and so really it's, it's about simplification and trying to minimize the number of tools that a school is using. Um, we, we firmly believe that that it kind of starts with information. Um, there's a lot of conversation that you want to happen between teacher and parent but it, it starts with making sure everybody has is on the same page in regards to expectations and, and, and kind of the general information of what's happening. And then you can build the conversations and the programs on top of that.
0: So let's, let me ask this question. We get this question a lot when we, uh, when we talk to a lot of principals and we talk to a lot of superintendents, they always ask um, who makes sure someone doesn't post something incorrect. (laughs) Um, Is there a checks and balance system inside? You know, did you, do you guys use the same thing? Do you guys have a checks and balance system?
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, something that's, that's incorrect and inappropriate is one thing um, and, and principals having the oversight to pull that off immediately. Um, uh-huh. But that's, that seems like that's a pretty rare occurrence. Cool. Um, something that's incorrect, I think we just have to, I think we live in a, you know, we're where today, people are posting things pretty quickly and I mm-hmm. think we have to know that it, it's probably not always going to be the most perfect post um, exactly. or there might be a spelling error or something like that. So, yeah. so giving, educators the ability to go back and edit it if they want. But at the same time, I think we have to, we have to be a little bit more um, just understanding that let's let's get this information out. And this is, it's a lot more conversational. I think these days it's where, where parents are wanting more frequent, shorter updates, rather than the big long, you know, three or four paragraph kind of email summaries at the end of the week. And, and with that shorter, more frequent update, it's a little bit more conversational. And so I think we all have to know that Um, you know, at least have a little bit of grace around, you know, what, what those messages say or how they're written, but, but absolutely giving, giving both the principal and the the teacher the opportunity to edit and update or delete if they need to. is super Mm -hmm. important.
0: So along that line, well, communication strategies, let's talk about that. So how are you guys dealing with that, and, and what have you seen in the big changes? You, you just mentioned that you know people want to see a lot of smaller posts quicker <laughs> throughout the day because we notice right. that Everyone's on their phone, and so they're they're always checking Facebook. Right. They're always checking Twitter, Instagram. Um, hopefully not Snapchat. No, I'm just being obnoxious. But the um, yeah. I'm
2: still trying to figure that
0: one out. <laughs> me too. I that one's just way over my head. So, <laughs> but so um so let's talk about that. How you help not just. You know, you're not just providing a platform, but you're also providing um, the opportunity to help develop some great communication strategies for the schools that you work with.
2: Yeah. And I have, you know, I've spent about 25 years in communications and it stems, you know, time in the business world before I jumped into K-12 on the education side. And I do have a strong opinion about communications and how and how we communicate. And a lot of it has to do with with the evolution of kind of technology and what we have and um I think for the most part, you know, 20 years ago, we were super excited about building these, these giant websites. And, you know, maybe it's even 30 years ago, I'm probably dating myself, but, um, but it was, it was all about, we, we were very excited to have all this information at our fingertips because we didn't have it before. And, and I would say that the, you know, the average consumer was spending time searching, finding, you know, diving into search engines and, and just seeing what we could find out there. Um, At that time, all companies, schools, everybody was building these big massive websites. That was about the only tool that we had available to us. But what's happened now in the last, you know, let's say 10 years is this rise of social media and the fact that we have now a phone in our pocket. Um, so it's a much smaller screen that we're reading messages on now. Um, it's also pretty much connected to us almost 24-7. So between the alerts and the pings and everything else that we receive, you know, we're, we're, we're more frequently checking messages than we were back when we were scanning websites. And I think one thing that's really interesting to me when schools are are diving into their communication strategies and you know, a lot of times we'll sit down with a school or a district and, say, and, and just do almost like a communication needs assessment as far as kind of an audit on what tools are you using and, and what information are you pushing to whom and how. Um, but it seems like a lot of folks are still think like a bigger, better website is, is the right answer. And let me just continue to put more pages on my website. Let me just continue to push all that information out there because then, then it's out there and everybody can find it. And the hard thing with that is, is what we hear from parents is they don't want to spend the time searching and digging through pages on a website and how you think you want to organize your website versus how I think I should be able to find information on your website. You know, that can be a challenge as well. Um, so one of the things we really try to do with schools is is have them look at what information are you pushing out for the public for more of a prospect uh, recruitment tool. You're trying to reach new families. You're trying to reach new employees. Maybe you're trying to reach donors. Um, that is great for website, having those messages and that story on there. But once you have families that are enrolled in your school and you know who they are and you know who their kids are and you know what they're involved in, there's different platforms for that. And that's that's where we really kind of Built the whole school buzz. Vision was around. Let's take advantage of knowing who these folks are. We know what classes they're enrolled in, and how do we get them more connected with that day to day of what's happening in the school? That's that's separate from them having to go out and surf through a bunch of web pages.
0: That brings up uh, my brains. Think of fifty questions as you're talking about. That. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly <laughs> about web pages. Um, you know, I've been in this business for I thirty talk years.
2: About that forever too. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> this. So I've been doing this for thirty years, and I've been telling them, listen, all web pages are now are just yellow pages. I mean, that's that's just yeah, yeah that's all they are. Um, it doesn't have to be these big teacher pages and the whole bit. It's all now about instantaneously. So. Let me ask this right. question. What have you guys learned in doing this, um, about consistency and, um, the, right. t- the timely aspect of when you send these, like, do you guys, have you, have you learned that we, the best time to post is this time, this time, and this time throughout the day, or does it really matter? Are are you seeing any trends in that, especially with parents?
2: I think, I think with, I think there's, it depends which, which parent you're talking to. I think, um, from the standpoint of using, let's say, social media for a recruitment tool where you're trying to engage families to come to your school or employees, I think when you're posting updates for that audience, um, there's very specific times where parents are probably on Facebook and checking, you know, or whatever tool they're on checking social media. And that tends to be, you know, the afternoon hours, the evening hours, the Sundays, um, when they're kind of in that school mode and looking through some of that stuff. But when it comes to families that are enrolled in your school, um, I don't know that I've seen a time of day. I mean, obviously, when parents are checking, it's going to be, if they're working parents, it's going to be during the non-working hours. Um, but we almost see more frequently what parents are asking for is, number one, what we heard for, we've heard we heard for two years now is, is the notification strategy that you have tied to um, whatever app you might be using is, super important because that is really what is drawing the parents in and reminding them to check, oh, there was a new update that posted, oh, there was a new assignment that was posted. So notification is huge. And I think that almost probably dictates when parents are jumping in or out. Um, Parents in general seem to be checking, you know, if they're looking for updates and assignments, they're doing that a couple times a week. Um, They may not have to get in there every day, um, but it it also varies quite a bit on the age of the child and and how much they're really trying to help manage. If it's, say, kindergarten, first grade, second grader, um, we see parents that are, you know, in the app and wanting to be engaged on almost a daily basis because they're they're typically helping their kids with homework every Mm -hmm. single night. Um, but you get up to more like 11th grade, 12th grade, kind of the high school kids when we've done some pilots there, it's a little bit different. We see a lot more involvement on kind of the, what's happening with the teams and the clubs and the events going on. And so that may not be quite as frequent. Um, but we see kind of just the whole notifications tied to it. That's really kind of the, the piece that's really drawing the the parents in. Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, let's, let's make sure we don't miss this, um, professional services. So by the way, your website is excellent because I, it's it's everything oh. everything we need to know right there. It's just like, boom. So <laughs> it made our research really easy.
2: <laughs> oh, awesome.
0: Yeah, we really yeah, enjoyed it. have been working it.
2: on the website space for so many years. So yeah. yeah, I would hope we would do a decent, although I, I constantly have a list of about 50 things I want to improve on it. Oh, sure. So we're always iterating and trying to improve and make it better.
0: So let, let's talk about the, so a few other services you guys offer. Um, student recruitment yeah. and brand identity. Um. One one of the big ones to me is brand identity. So if you want to, if you want to expel on that, you can, because I think that's just real important to every organization on the face of the planet.
2: Yeah. I mean, that, that stems across multiple industries here and, and really what it is. And we've heard a lot about story and everybody telling their story. That's really what your brand is, right? It's, it's what, you know, what are people kind of saying about you when you're not in the room? Right. Um, and so everybody has a brand, whether it's an intentional strategy that you've developed or not. And one thing that we've done is out here in Colorado, um, we just had, specifically in the community we're in, we had a lot of charter schools um, that were founded around a similar time period, Um, a lot of new schools popping up. And it was interesting because initially, you know, a school could say they were a charter school, parents were interested and so they enrolled. Um, And then it got to a point where there were a lot of schools in this community. And so we really had to dig in and start working with schools on Okay, so what, what is your story? Like, why you? Why are you different from the school down the road? Why are parents choosing you versus the school that might be walking distance? And it's been interesting because we've worked with both district schools and charter schools, um, you know, the neighborhood schools and charter schools on this of just really trying to identify kind of what their, their key differentiator is so that, um, really from, I look at it from the parent standpoint in that, the, the more the better job we can do at explaining what the different programs are offered at a school, the the better that the the better decision a parent will make around finding a school that's the right fit for their child. So um, so it's it's really good to kind of know. and and some school leaders will say, "Well, we don't know. I mean, we just we've kind of been doing this and we've never really had to think about it. And then I tell them, well, then, start talking to your parents. Just like just like ask them like why do you come back every year is it a specific program or is it just that the, we have amazing teachers um because that may be it and so i think every school has kind of a unique story to tell and sometimes you got to dig in a little bit but um but that brings really important
0: i want to deviate just a second because you on your topics you also put that um you love talking about entrepreneurship and um we we do, do too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have we have a, a good gaggle of students in the East program. I don't know if you know about the East Initiative, but um, it's a, it's a great program that was started here in, in Arkansas, and it's spreading across the country. And um, they're building entrepreneurs is what they're doing. Uh, they're building up. Uh, they're mm-hmm. building problem solvers. So. Um, Since you've been in the industry for a while and you've done this and lots across the board, what would be your top three to top five um, pieces of great advice, you know, maybe elevator pitch style for the students that listen to this that are thinking about, I don't need to go to college or do I need to go to college? I want to do this. I have this service or I have this product or I want to do this. I want to be an entrepreneur. What would be your top five, top three um, pieces of advice you give to them?
2: I would say if you have an idea, um, don't overthink it. Like the sooner you can start talking to people about it and getting feedback, the better. Um, I think I'm, I'm my undergrad degrees in math. I'm super analytical. So I probably have a tendency sometimes to like overthink, overanalyze before I get started. And it takes me a little while to kind of jump in and go, um, but you can build kind of this perfect problem solution in your head and, and really the value will come when you can start talking to other people and, and really, really testing your ideas. So I would say if you, if you're a student or anyone for that matter, that kind of has an interesting idea or a business that, that you want to create or something like that, um, you know, kind of write a high level story about. Who you think you might be selling it to, um, and then go try to find some people like that, and start start kind of pitching them about you know what you think you might do, and um, you'd be surprised how one connection leads to another connection leads to another connection, and and how um, and how it unfolds from there. And you know it takes it can take a lot of time to build that out, but you get really good feedback talking with folks along the way. Um, and I think the other thing is you know, what's interesting with schools, I feel like, you know, we practice, 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 take a test. And I think it's kind of the opposite for entrepreneurship, where it's like, you're more, you have an idea, you throw it out there, you test it, and you have to be ready to iterate real quick and do it again. So it's almost like, probably taking the same test like 10 times in a sense because you're just, you're constantly, you're executing, you're getting feedback, you're revising it a little bit, you're you're doing it again. Um, you know, we've had, we've had our company now for for almost four years and I would say like the first pitch deck I ever created, I probably still use kind of the core piece of that when I pitch today, but I'm probably on version number 100 at this point, you know, yeah. and every time I pitch or every time I talk to somebody, I'm kind of making, making some revisions to it and and I think it, you know, it takes some time to get used to that that iteration of just constantly trying and retrying and retrying, um, and knowing that when you get feedback and somebody says, "I don't like that at all," it doesn't mean that you have a horrible product. It, it could be that maybe they're not the right fit for you, or maybe they see something a little bit different, and maybe you should take that advice and 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 pull it into what you're doing. But um, I think the more that you can get out, start testing it on people, and start figuring out how to bring some of that feedback back into your your concept, um, the better.
0: That's that's really great advice. I I'm a professional musician also. I play the double bass, and um, I've been a musician for a long time. And so that's a little different. It's it's pretty much that's the way I do things. We perform, and then we tear ourselves down afterwards. <laughs> Every time you yeah. listen to a performance, and you go, "Okay, great. How can I make it better?" Did the audience react to it? And uh, that's what we tell. That's what I tell a lot of young students about that, and a lot of kids that are in the idea of becoming entrepreneurs. That you just got to go ahead and perform and see what happens, and then. Take a look at that after it's always, uh, after it's over. Um, So, okay. So um, I hate to wrap it up, but I have to be the time Nazi here. So um, let's talk about social media. Let's talk about getting in in contact with you guys. So if our listeners want to reach out and find out more, what's the best way they can get in touch with you guys?
2: So if you go to, the easiest way is probably just go to schoolbuzz.com and it's schoolbzz.com. So no U. School biz, sometimes people say. Hmm. Um, that's got all of our links to everything on there. Um, but I'm on Twitter. I'm at Gen is my personal Twitter account. Uh, but we've got School Buzz tied to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, our website. Our emails are on there. Um, yeah, so there's a number of ways to reach out to us. That's cool. If anybody has questions or wants to keep chatting or,
0: yeah. Yeah. And we'll share that also on our social media and on uh, the podcast. Um, So let's, uh, and so can they also get in touch with you guys at Hive Minds? Is that true too? Is that, is that a whole other, yep.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So the company, the corporate website is Hive DM. So it's Hive Digital Minds, Hive com, And that same thing, that's got all the, um, yeah that's got all of our contact info there we're pushing starting to push the school buzz brand a little bit more so uh-huh. we find they're kind of coming out of three years of product development but either way you can reach us directly yeah.
0: that, that's really awesome um hey thanks for coming on the show and uh, thanks for sharing with us and we hope to have you back sometime soon and we'll talk more as you guys grow
2: thank you yeah it was really great talking to you so thanks so much I'm April Jackson, and this is your EAST update. Recently, we heard from EAST at North Little Rock High School and how they'd won a $30,000 technology makeover. This week, we hear from PCM and Intel, the business behind the makeover.
3: I'm Tony Zaragoza. I'm the Intel Business Development Manager at PCM. Basically, Intel and PCM got together and, and we knew that there was a lot of new capabilities built into Windows 10 and new Intel devices and we're trying to figure out a way to demonstrate it so that people could see, you know, the impact that the technology made on the way that they did business. We know there's a lot of older computers out there, five years, ten years old, and we wanted to make sure that people would be able to, you know, experience the newness and see how how different and more improved their their activity is and security and all the other wonderful things. So what we decided to do was, you know, a contest and ask people, you know, what can you do for you? You know, What would a makeover do impact what you do? And tell us the story. And we want to hear it. You know, tell us about the challenges you have today. Tell us about how this new technology will help you overcome those challenges. And so um, we put out the contest. We had over 3,000 applications from different various schools and companies and different businesses and people and it was just a, a whole variety. Uh, we had three awards that we gave away and North Little Rock. Uh, this East program was one of the winners and so very excited about this.
2: If you're interested in hearing more about what East at North Little Rock High School is doing with their new technology, follow us on social media at The East Initiative or visit our website at eastinitiative.org. I am April Jackson, and this has been your East Update.
1: Hey, thank you so much to uh, April Jackson and the folks back. over at the East Initiative Update. Oh, <laughs> well, sorry about that.
0: You, you okay? I'm feeling a little nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, hey, be a part of our Rhythm Nation. And don't forget that we want to thank Jennifer Larson for coming on the show with School Buzz. It was awesome. And we learned a lot. And we think we'll learn more in the future. We'll keep in touch with her. And uh, don't forget to check them out. Check them out on social media at School Buzz, SC. H-O-O-L-B-Z-Z. There you go. I had a little spelling trauma there. <laughs> 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 That's what I get for for
1: channeling Janet Jackson. Man, your brain locked up and I know. smoke started coming at you. It's like ears. I had
0: a wardrobe, wardrobe malfunction or something uh, like that. Something. <laughs> Oh stop goodness. it, Justin. Just stop it. Oh. Anyway, hey, don't forget to visit us on the web, www.edutech, guys. Coming soon, when the fall starts, you'll get to see us live in lots of places. Don't forget to check the website and find out where we're going to be, and just follow us on social media, and we'll tell you where we're going to be. That's right. We'll tell you all about it. All right, we're going to be at between the A and the T. I'm going to be on my A sipping my tea. <laughs> Word. (laughs) Hey, this is the crazy, off-the-rails gang at the Edutech Guys. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time.
1: You've been listening to the Edutech Guys. EdutechGuys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it.
0: But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings.
1: If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. It's intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training